If you're going to be exhibiting at an upcoming trade show, don't make the mistake of waiting until you get to the show to learn the lessons on what you need to change and those tweaks you need to make for the next time. You could do that before this next show and accelerate your results. I can help you get locked in for success with my expert review exclusively from Trade Show University. Because having a professional set of eyes is so important because you just don't know what you don't know. So through the expert review, we will look at your design, your messaging, goals and metrics, the attendee journey, and all that is going to identify gaps and opportunities you don't even know exist. And we're going to get you capturing more leads than ever before. Go to tradeshowu.biz slash services. That's tradeshow, the letter U dot B-I-Z slash services. And we'll get you getting more qualified leads than ever before. Hey everybody, welcome back to Trade Show University. Really excited today to have on a guest for a second time. And last time in a completely different role today, he is going to be teaching us so much. So any of you who have a product that you are you are bringing to market or you are a product-driven company, you are going to be wanting to really take notes and listen in today. Today, my guest is Steve Waddell. He is the founder of Nasoni Faucets. And he's also bringing a whole new brand today, which is going to be helping any company that's trying to bring products to market, any entrepreneurs, and that's called Valuepreneurs. Steve, welcome back to Trade Show University. So good to see you. Hey, Jim. Great. Thank you for having me. It's always great to see you as well. Oh, man, it's it's my pleasure. It's so exciting. This new uh, avenue that you're going down is going to help so many people and so many businesses. So why don't you give people a little bit of background of who you are, how we got started together, and, and where you're going with this new brand, Valuepreneurs. Sure, absolutely, Jim. So my background is 25 years building nuclear-powered aircraft carriers and submarines, the best ships in the world. And in 2007, I left that to join my wife's woman-owned small business, where I was her vice president doing government consulting work for about 11 years. Uh, but along the way, I got tired of craning my neck under the bathroom faucet. You know, So if you're rinsing after you brush your teeth, you either have to cup your hands, tilt your head, or use a cup, right? And so, um, although I did show that to my stepfather and ask him what he does, and when I made my proof of concept faucet that becomes a water fountain, he looked at it and laughed, and I said, well, when you rinse after you brush, you got to cup your hand, tilt your head, use a cup, right? And he goes, no. I said, no. I said, what do you do? He goes, oh, heck, I just take my teeth out and put them in a cup. Of course, he's 83 <laughs> years old at the time. <laughs> but, but okay, so I reinvented the bathroom faucet, literally. I raised, you know, well over $100,000 in uh, uh, competition, startup competition wins. And along the way, I received about uh, almost a million dollars in investment, since then, I've won over $2 million in uh, non-dilutive government grant funding, just won a $2 million SBIR grant in September. Um, and that's a pivot, you know, due to COVID. But all along the way of developing Nasoni, I, you know, I've been told I need to write a book, you know, about all the stuff I've learned, you know, that just isn't out there, you know, because it's an incredible story. And so, you know, this is the year I decided, you know, I turned 60 in October. Mm -hmm. It's always been a goal of mine to write a book, you know, and I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I got to bite the bullet and just do it. So I decided to go ahead and write a book and the book was going to be called um, 
the idea of the book rather was called Legends Execute. And the reason it was Legends Execute was it, that's where everybody fails, right? They, everybody has ideas and they say ideas are a dime a dozen, um, but nobody really follows through and does the execution properly and, and succeeds. And so that was the original title of the book. And one day I'm talking to Jason Pfeiffer. Jason is the editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. And uh, as, as Jason and I talk, I tell him the title of the book, and he goes, I think you need a different title. And I said, well, okay, what, what would you, you know, how do I come about that? What are your thoughts? And he goes, have you ever read the book called The Third Door? And I said, no, I hadn't heard of it. He said, put yourself in this position. You're at a bar, and you're lying in a line to get in. And he goes, there's a bouncer that may or may not let you in. Well, the only other way to get in is the uh, VIP entrance. And unless you're a VIP, you're not getting in there either. And he said, but if you're in the know, there's a third door. <laughs> and he said, this guy built a whole business around the metaphor of a third door. Wow. And so, you know, I kept straining my brain trying to think, okay, what could I call this? You know, what could I call the book? And so let me show you this. What I'm showing you is a process that I developed. I actually was asked to come down and teach students down at North Carolina. Um, at a high school that were entrepreneurs, what it's like behind the scenes of Shark Tank, the real world of how do you really make a product. So I put this process together and it goes from idea to selling. And I, I thought to myself, what's different about this process and any other process? And the idea became, okay, well, at this step, step one, it's all risk. And my mm -hmm. background from building nuclear powered aircraft carriers, I was the subject matter expert for the yard on risk management. I wrote the risk process. My phone number inside the shipyard was 688-RISK. So <laughs> today, today, my cell phone ends in risk, 7475. But anyway, as I thought about it, you know, it's all about how do we add value? Each of these steps adds value to your product. And so I also read another book on marketing. And it said, sometimes you can take two words and put them together and form a new word. So I thought, okay, it's all about value and it's for entrepreneurs, right? So valuepreneurs. And that's how I came up with the name, which I've applied for a trademark for. And, uh, and, you know, going back to, you said how we met, right? This time last year, we were planning for KBiz. Yeah. And yeah. actually, you know, KBiz is the kitchen and bath industry show for Nasoni to go showcase our faucets. And uh, my investor partners had decided, okay, we're going to fund a uh, booth at KBiz. Anytime I do something like that, I want to knock it out of the park. So I researched you know, uh, uh, I like to listen to podcasts all the time. I call it, I call it Value University in my book, you know, because I love to listen to audiobooks and podcasts. And I did a search on trade show podcasts, and the best one I could find was called Trade Show University. Nice, nice. <laughs> Some guy love named it. Jim hosted it. <laughs> so, so not only did I listen to your podcast, it was one morning. I'm, it's a Sunday morning, I think, and I'm sitting in front of Costco waiting for them to open, listening to your podcast. And you came up with, reach out to me for this. You know, and I reached out and you responded. And then we had a call and then I hired you for some help. And, and uh, then that's how we um, had a great show at, at KBiz last year. Oh, yeah. That blew me away when when you called. I, re I remember that exactly. You left me a voicemail and said, hey, I'm, I'm just standing outside of Costco waiting for it to open. I was listening to your <laughs> podcast. And as a podcaster, I love getting messages like that when people are listening and, and getting value, obviously. And we had you on after you went to uh, KBiz. And I'm going to put a link to that uh, podcast episode into the show notes so people can listen to that because you brought 
forth so many great things that you and I had discussed and some things that you actually did on your own, which were just, just blew me away and just, just fantastic. But, but wait a minute, those things happen because of your podcast. So for example, in one of your episodes, you had a guy that's a magician yeah. and he's a paid guy that gets hired by these big companies to come in and, and do magic shows at their booth. You know, and I thought with my budget, I can't pay that guy to come to mine. Maybe I could do a magic show. What could I do, right? Yeah. So I came up with this idea on how to make water disappear because that's what's happening, right? You know, by the year 2030, scientists are saying our demand for water will exceed supply by 40%. So I created this magic show and it was a huge hit at the booth by making water disappear. And uh, it was so much fun, but it wouldn't happen if I didn't hear it on your podcast of the idea, you know, of doing a magic show. That's, That's one awesome. of the values of your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, I, and so you have, you've taken that and anybody who's listening to this on uh, audio, uh, please make sure you get over to YouTube and you're going to, you're going to see a lot of graphics and uh, Steve already pulled up one of his charts. And so you're going to get a ton of value from that as well. But uh, Steve, so so you've got gone from Nasoni and continuing to build that brand and getting that product, those products out to the market, but now you have valuepreneurs. So tell us, you know, you, you have this process. So tell us about um, the, the book. Tell us about now yeah. there's a book that you've written all around this. Tell us uh, about what that book brings to, uh, to the listeners. So I would hold the book up, but my first proof copy arrives today. And the book actually, we're supposed to go live tomorrow. What I'm holding up is what I call a lead magnet for the book. And uh, it's available as a download on our website for free. If you just go to valuepreneurs.com and, and you can sign up and get this free download. Or you can get a paid printed copy for like $7.95 and it's on there. But the process shows up in there along with many other graphics from the book. Um, the book, you know, it's just, again, all the learning I've had in going from working for a Fortune 500 company, you know, Newport New Shipbuilding, building aircraft carriers, to a startup of how do you go and build a faucet, right? I had no plumbing background, you know, so I, I had no idea how to build faucets, but now I've built the best faucet in the world, you know, with the best bathroom faucet. <laughs> and, and what's interesting is we launched at the worst possible time, the start of COVID. Well, there's lessons from that as well, because I'll give you an example. Um, all of our marketing budget was consumed as operating capital, to survive because all the trade shows we had planned were canceled. They just started last year coming back around. So if you remember from 2020 right. to 2021 to 2022, 2022 was the first time we could come back and have a trade show, but we got our product in January, February of 2020. Hmm. So again, it was the worst possible time. So the neat thing is though, if you, if you pay attention to what's around you, sometimes other things can, can come up and I'll give you an example. I was introduced by Dr. Nancy Gurdon to Dr. Lisa Caperna. Lisa is the clinical director of Old Dominion University Monarch Physical Therapy. She saw my faucet and she said, wow, you know what? If I had sensor version of that, I could really help spinal cord injured patients. Well, my wife had told me before, you ought to think about a grant. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do with a grant and a faucet? Because <laughs> yeah. it's non-diluted funding, right? They don't own any of your company. That's what that means. Yeah. If they give you funding, you use it to further develop your product and they don't own any, anything as a result, the government. All right. So I applied for this grant and we won it for $259,000. And we just finished phase one, the end of May of this year, and was very successful in clinical trials with spinal cord injured patients. It worked, our faucet, our prototype we developed worked really well for them. 
So we applied for phase two, and I just won that for over $2 million to continue that developmental effort. And at the same time, we also saw a need to help those with Alzheimer's and dementia because the risk of fall is great when you're in the shower and you're trying to wash your hair with Alzheimer's. My mother-in-law uh, helped my father-in-law over a three-year period as he declined with dementia, and they both fell in the shower. Mm. So we're actually developing a new solution that looks like this, where it can raise up and then lower it and run water down. You can put your head underneath it. But when you lower it, it flips upward and becomes a water fountain or a spray to rinse shaving cream. It's just the coolest solution. And uh, so I applied for a grant to the National Institute of Aging for $2.58 million, which we should hear about next month for that one. But all of that is about the art of pivoting. And so in my book, I talk about that. How do you pivot? You know, what's uh, the value in pivoting if you're stuck, you know, in a business? And all the tips and tricks I've, I've encountered, all the lessons I've learned along the way, like you can save tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars by following what I've coined the value-driven product development process. People think they have an idea, and the first thing they need to do is go patent it before, before somebody steals that idea. That's not the right time. We need to, first of all, take our idea, create a proof of concept, test it with the market, refine it, create a you know concept of you know uh, a prototype, and then we're going to develop an MVP. But there are different elements and different times in the process we teach in the book. This is when you need to provide provide or excuse me, file for a provisional patent. This is when you need to file for a utility patent. And there are times when you don't want to apply for a patent at all. You should keep it as a trade secret. Because what you don't realize, when you apply for a patent, you're teaching someone exactly how you do something. Mm -hmm. And if they're smart, they can design a way around it and be, beat your patent, right? So some cases, you don't want to expose any of that. So it just depends on the scenario. But all of that is in the book. <clears throat> yeah, And that's the purpose. Well, it's not, obviously, you're doing things right. Because the grants that you receive, you never receive a phase two grant without phase one being a huge success because the, the government, like you said, you went, you're going from $259,000 up to 2 million. That's almost a tenfold grant. So that's a lot of money that they're, they're, they're investing into you and this because your product helps people and it does what it says it's going to do. And then some, and there's finding huge value in that. So clearly that's been part of your, your process, the value driven product development process, just outstanding. But we're all about trade shows here. So let's, <laughs> we talked a little bit about, uh, about KBiz, but tell me about uh, your process, the value driven product development process. How would that relate to trade shows? Well, think about this. When you're at a trade show, what are you there for? Customers. What are you going to learn? Customer feedback, right? They can tell you if they like your product. They can tell you if they don't like it. They can tell you how you can improve it. You know, it's all about interacting with your customers. And if you've followed the process all along, what you should be getting at the trade show with your product by this point is excitement about the solution. Where can I buy it? When can I buy it? You know, one of the things about KBiz, we could not sell at KBiz. They don't allow you to do that. Uh, it's unfortunate because we had so many people that would have bought it on the spot, Yeah, you know. And and one of the challenges, though, with a trade show like KBiz is, you know, we pay for the badge reader so that you can read everybody's badges that wants to interested, sure. you know, in your product. It's the follow-up that you can sometimes run into issues because your email can go to junk mail and they don't realize it, you know, and they yep. never get it. 
uh, we had a lot of interest from people and we couldn't get in touch with them after the event mm. because of various, you know, email issues. Um, in fact, there's a guy, they make um, RVs and he had a huge interest in what I call our, our new single post design, which I'm showing you here. Um, okay. And, and cause he, he says for RVs, this would be ideal cause it doesn't take up a lot of room and you don't want a glass rolling around as you're driving. <laughs> right. He said, these are perfect. Well, the trouble is we haven't been able to get a hold of him again. No. He was extremely interested in it, you know, and, and I don't know why our emails aren't getting through, but other than the fact that, you know, it could be caught by spam. So trade shows are great though, for learning from your customers. That's huge. Well, going back to something you, you said a little bit earlier, and that is uh, really understanding your customers and on at, that early on, I have worked with entrepreneurs, I've worked with inventors over the years, and one of their big things is they want to jump. They they want to jump right to let's let's develop the the prototype and let's uh, let's get this thing to market and let's get it patented right away and and no one's ever had this idea before <laughs> and and it's You're it's spot on. A... That's part of the biggest issues. Yeah, you know the thing is we preach in the book you've got to engage your customers all along the way. You know there are five stages in the book. It goes from idea stage to concept development to prototype development to MVP development and then launch and market introduction. Every one of those stages are touch points with the customer. You know, there are two major things that have been in existence for many, many years. Steve Blank customer development model, that's all about talking to customers, and the business model canvas. Well, guess what? 95% of products going to market still fail, even though we have both of those tool sets and they've both been around for years. Why aren't they working? Well, my answer is we need to do a better job of having a roadmap to follow and then bring those tools in along the way at the right points. So that's what I've done with the value-driven product development process. We take the best of both of those tools and integrate them with our product development process. And you know, it's interesting, as I wrote the book, I had multiple editors involved in editing the book. One, the first was a developmental editor named Jason. And Jason looks, as I go through the book, he says, Steve, you know, one thing people really don't understand is what is the real process and the step-by-step -step it takes to go from your product from, let's say, Asia, to the US to ship it. And there are actually multiple steps along the way and that you have to lay out. And even things like, you know, do you need to buy insurance in case your container gets washed overboard on a, on a freight, ocean going freight? Sure. People don't think about that. You know, so all that kind of stuff's in the book. And the step by, I laid it out step by step. I had that already documented in a board meeting with my board about our own products and, and what it was gonna take to ship them mm -hmm. from overseas to the US. Because nobody in the U.S. makes cast brass faucets anymore, hardly. There's one or two companies that still do. Um, so we had to go overseas. But the whole point is, uh, that's what you can learn is in the book is that exact thing. How, what does it take to ship, you know, going from Asia to the U.S., uh, you know, all the different steps along the way. What are the risks? What are the concerns? What are the gotchas that you want to make sure you avoid? Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people right now that are listening that are going this is sounds like something I need <laughs> because they, because they're going through the process. They maybe they've been and they've, they've gotten their, their bumps and bruises and realize, wow, this was not going, this did not go the way I thought it was going to go. And there's, because I, I think, like you said, you know, the uh, business model canvas, 
and the you know other tools that are available out there, a lot of things are assumed or a lot of steps are kind of boiled down into a single step. And so some things can easily get glossed over. And that's why like your plan, it does have all those steps outlined. So nothing is missed. So- Well, and the other thing, just not to cut you off, Joe, but to, yeah, to recommend right. it, you could already be along in your product development process. You don't have to start at the beginning of our process. If you're already further along, it, you, the good thing is you can jump in at any point and then finish it the rest of the way out. That's the beauty of it, right? You can validate if you're in the right step and if you've done the right you know, work up until then, mm -hmm. and then just continue on um, and make sure you do it right the first time. There's a lot of money in rework. You know, the shipyard, I learned oh, yeah. that quite a bit. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and, and to give you an example, you know, we had a, we had a process where uh, there was a problem with uh, painting and they asked me to get involved and figure out why it was costing so much and how could we reduce it, so on and so forth. And I called just a couple of meetings with everybody involved, and we learned there was a 70% rework rate on the paint process. Wow. And by resequencing, this is for the island that sits on top of an aircraft carrier. Okay. By resequencing, when that work was done, we cut that rework rate in less than half, and we saved a ton of money. Oh, but rework's expensive. That's my point. And if yeah. you're a product entrepreneur, you want to avoid as much rework as you can. And if you have a good process to follow, you can do that. But if you don't have a process, and when I say rework, that might be even a thing like a patent. You applied for it too early. Now you got to do it all over again. Well, you mm -hmm. just spent $10,000, $15,000 hiring patent attorneys to write your current patent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's why I, I think some people that say, oh, yeah, we have four patents on this. It's the same patent, but they had to rewrite it a few times because they keep uh, going down a little further down the road and realize, oh, shoot, we have to protect this part of it. Oh, shoot, we didn't think about this. So that's such a great, uh, great advice there. So if people want to learn more about Valuepreneurs, tell them uh, about the website and tell them how they can get the access to the book. So two things. The first thing is um, the website is just Valuepreneurs.com. And it's spelt like entrepreneur with the word value in front of it, right? Um, just make sure you get the E of the U right. <laughs> That'll mess you up. The next thing is um, we go live either tomorrow or Wednesday on Amazon. The book, the proof comes in today. I got to approve it, and then it'll be available. You can just do a search on Amazon for Valuepreneurs, and you can get it. We're going to do bulk sales on Ingram Spark. There will be a link on my website once we get that up and going. Um, what I'm announcing uh, – coming out with tomorrow is the paperback and we call that a soft launch because we have our launch team then go in and review the book and then january 21st is when uh, the kindle version and the audiobook and the hard copy all come on and that's our official launch is Jan january 23rd um, the next thing is i want to make sure everybody understands there's a summit i'm going to host in february from february 21st to 23rd and it's called the valuepreneurs idea to product summit it's going to be free We've got um, speakers from all, all around, even out from Australia, that are coming to the event to talk about it. Uh, Jason Pfeiffer, editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine, he's our keynote speaker. And uh, we got guys coming that talk about IP, how do you monetize your IP, how do you build a product, you know, what, what are the things you need to look out for. I've even got someone coming in as a storyteller to talk about how you use story to win investors. You know, so it's a fantastic event. Um, it'll be linked from my website. We'll be announcing that uh, soon. And I'll share that link with you, Jim, so you can share it with your audience in your notes for this podcast. Outstanding. Wow. So the book is just just the, the tip of the iceberg. Obviously, that's the whole process. That's everything wrapped up. But then you can 
joined uh, Steve and you've got about, I think, a dozen different speakers who are coming in for this summit outstanding virtual summit absolutely free i can't believe he's not even charging you for this thing so we will make sure all of that information is dropped into the into the show notes here so please check out that and get over to valuepreneurs.com and uh hook up with and if you want to check out the faucet it's just nasoni.com n-a-s-o-n-i.com they're available on wayfair too if you just go type nasoni and wayfair in the search bar they're on sale on wayfair Nice. It's a beautiful faucet. The The product that you've developed is really top notch. And obviously there's a lot of people taking notice because they're, they're giving, giving you a lot of money to continue to develop because you're making a difference to the people that need it the most people that can't get access to the water that they need to in this, in the way that they need to, I should say. You know, Jim, so, at this point in my life, I said that I want to develop a product that makes people's lives better and saves water to benefit the planet while being a good role model to other entrepreneurs and our two sons along the way. So that that's my goal now. Looks like you're well on your way to that goal. Uh, Steve, any other ways that people can uh, connect with you? Yeah, on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect on LinkedIn. Um, so yeah, look me up there. Just Steve Waddell. I'm probably one of the first hits you'll get and uh, happy to do that. You can also reach me out, reach out to me through Nasoni. If you're interested in the faucets, just go to my website. There's a contact form there. You can also contact me through Valuepreneurs if you're interested in, uh, more on the book side. So, and by the way, I've got multiple universities and schools already interested in using the book for their classrooms. So we'll be making book uh, bulk purchases available through Ingram Spark for them. Wow, that's fantastic! Wow, you just you're you're making waves. You are making waves uh, with with this new process. So it's not a new process, but you've pulled it together in a whole new way that just makes a lot of sense and is exciting. So anyone who's developing a product, thinking about developing a product, and also look at at that process and how do you develop your trade shows? How do you develop that attendee journey? Uh, and it's really about it starts with really understanding the customers. What are their needs? And uh, and where can you take them on that journey? Steve, thank you so much for, for sharing all this with, with us today. And man, best of luck to you as you develop and launch this. And especially on that, on that the summit you've got coming up. It's going to be outstanding. Jim, it's my pleasure. Thanks again. It's always great to see you. Great to see you too. So everyone, please check out valuepreneurs.com and connect with Steve and get the free resources he's got available there. And then keep coming back here. Keep binging it. I've got, I've got more amazing interviews with uh, people in the industry and a bunch of five minute pro tips. So go check those out and keep coming back here to our virtual campus at Trade Show University. We'll see you next time.